get to the bottom of what's truly healthy in this crazy, complex world. So you can take back what is rightfully yours. Welcome to the Health Sovereign Podcast. This is your host, Logan Christopher. Welcome back. We'll be diving into another medical monopoly museum today. But first I want to mention something. So lately I've been engaging with some people on Facebook, getting into debates, because uh, I'm, I'm really trying to understand people's worldviews. I mean, why, more so why they, they hold on to their worldview, despite what I would call inconvenient facts. And the, the fact is what I've seen, what happens more often than not is people do not look at the facts. They find ways of dismissing them before they even need to get to that. It, it does seem a, a case where, yeah, few people even understand what facts actually are trying to get to them. So one of the ways that people dismiss me is that I am not a doctor. I am not a scientist. Therefore, I can't possibly know anything about what I'm talking about. People may not say exactly like this, but this is how they operate when I get into such debates, which I understand is probably not the best use of my time, but I'm trying to understand this stuff. What we cover in this issue is an example of how I made a judgment call regarding health that was not supported by the quote-unquote consensus science, not supported by the regulators, but the regulators later changed what they said to come into alignment with what I found. Well, let's talk, let's cover the issue and then I'll refer to it a little bit more afterwards. FDA reverses mercury amalgam position after 50 plus years. That's the worst off-gassing I've ever seen. It's toxic just for me to be standing here talking to you. Imagine hearing someone telling you this about your mercury amalgam fillings. My wife did. We were at an alternative health conference back years ago. One of the exhibitors was able to measure the off-gassing right then and there. Shortly after returning home, she sought out a dentist that would remove the fillings for her. Between this and changing diet, a whole bunch of her autoimmune symptoms from Sjogren's syndrome disappeared. Something big just hit the news recently. Did you see it covered? Chances are, unless you're tapped into alternative health news sites, that it was buried under more pressing coverage of the day. The FDA reversed its long-held position stating that, at least for selected high-risk populations, mercury amalgam fillings should be avoided. The amalgam releases small amounts of mercury vapor over time. While low levels of inhaled mercury vapor are generally not harmful to most people, these high-risk individuals may be in at increased risk of adverse health outcomes, says the FDA statement. My wife happened to be in one of those selected populations, a woman that planned to get pregnant later. Yet also in that statement we find a catch-22. The FDA is not recommending anyone remove or replace existing amalgam fillings in good condition unless it is considered medically necessary because removing intact amalgam fillings can cause a temporary increase in exposure to mercury vapor and the potential loss of healthy tooth structure potentially resulting in more risks than benefits. Certainly, it is important for the removal to be done right. Seek out a great biological dentist to do it. But let me get this straight. It is a heavily toxic metal before it is put into your body. It is toxic when it is removed from your body, 
but is mostly safe inside your teeth, except for the off-gassing. Ultimately, by talking about high-risk groups, they're saying this has health complications, but only certain groups will notice them. If it is toxic for one, it is toxic for all. If you're in one of those high-risk groups, should you remove them or not? The FDA will not give you a clear answer. The other interesting thing about this has to do with time. A CNN article covering this says, the FDA and American Dental Association have said for years the material is safe, but advocates have called for a filling material that doesn't contain mercury since the 1970s. The powerful industry groups, such as the American Dental Association, and the regulators, such as the FDA, deny, deny, deny that there is any problem with this medical procedure for decades and decades. The top regulators and top scientists, aka the experts. Meanwhile, the lay people, the advocacy groups saying it's toxic, get smeared and discredited, labeled as anti-science conspiracy theorists. They fight against it since at least the 1970s. This battle has waged for over 50 years. And who turns out to be right? Well, the ADA still stands by these saying they're a durable, safe, and effective material. Do you believe them? Are the experts right? Or is it actually the people? Let's think about this as a parallel to other medical interventions. Where else might powerful associations and the regulators be wrong? Where else do they say the science is settled, when in fact they often do not have safety science? Where else have the conflicts of interest kept a lockdown on the consensus opinion for decades and decades? That concludes the issue there. So once again, we have the experts, then we have little old me and you know other people out there, people that will actually dive into research and documents themselves. They'll look at the safety signs and as I was kind of alluding to there, in many cases where things are said to be safe, there actually is no safety science. Fluoride is an example. Yeah, there's some signs regarding fluoride and it hardening teeth, but do they have signs saying it's not neurotoxic? Well, we have some 140 studies or something around that number of studies, some animal studies, a lot of people studies as well, showing that it may have negative IQ effects, that it's neurotoxic to some degree. Meanwhile, the EPA has no safety studies saying that it does not have these effects. But if you hold on to that position, if you're the regulator, you get to, quote-unquote, settle the science. Again, very unfortunate that this is the case. This is why you must do your own research. You must figure out how to read science. You need to figure out how to read between the lines and not just assume the experts are right because, well, experts are often wrong. Even if science was not corrupted as it was, still so much of our science would be wrong. That's kind of the nature of science. It's a lagging indicator. It takes time to thoroughly investigate things. It can take years. It can take decades. Opinions in science get changed over time. Why? Because better data comes in. We see this is definitely slowed down. This is definitely corrupted when money enters the equation. But ultimately, the truth does come out. This is what we've seen so far. I mean, I suppose if some of the stuff going on never comes out, then we, we can't say that's always the case. But this is, this is what we're dealing with. 
So it is possible for non-experts to have more correct opinions. Time will show the non-experts are more correct with many of the things we're talking about. And the truth is, many of them are experts. I mean, you had dentists in these advocacy groups. You had doctors. You had all kinds of scientists. It's just their opinions are not with the powerful groups, and therefore they're smeared, they're discredited, they're told they're quacks, and labeled as such. So I made this call along with my wife. You know, we, we learned about this, and we decided, yeah, it's probably good to get these out. This was back many years ago. Uh, it was still a couple years before we had a baby, but to be pregnant is one of these high-risk groups. She had an autoimmune condition. She doesn't have any of those symptoms anymore. There's no, like, official cure to such. She hasn't gone back in the doctor to have certain things tested in order to do that. But this, along with dietary changes, a whole bunch else, uh, she is far healthier today than she used to be. That mercury off-gassing was hugely problematic. Hugely problematic. And it is for everyone. Some, it may not reach that threshold where you're noticing effects now, but how would you even be able to tell? If you have brain fog, do you know what it's like not to have that brain fog? <laughs> Once again, I do want to reiterate, this does need to be done properly to remove the mercury. More of it can be absorbed into your body, so you do want to get an expert, someone who is practiced in removing mercury fillings. A biological dentist is someone that can do this, find someone with good references. Uh, I think it probably is one of the more important health interventions if this is the case for you. Go back and uh, listen to previous episode with Josh Mason where we talked about detox and the mercury in his teeth was like the, the thing that was destroying his life almost to the point of committing suicide. Many other steps but getting it removed was a huge, one of the first big wins for him. Okay, so hugely, hugely important. It is a heavy toxic metal that is in your body, it has no place in your body. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we get it in the environment too. It's not the only source of it, but we definitely do not want it there. And please be careful. I understand there are some problems with some other materials as well, so do your research on that. I haven't gone uh, too far into that, uh, but should definitely be investigating. I actually, talking about it here, I'm not sure what my wife had replaced with it, probably some sort of composite filling. I think just about everything will be better than the mercury, but uh, we do want to make sure we get good stuff in there instead. And hey, as best as we can, let's be healthy in the first place so we don't need root canals, which have lots of problems. We don't need fillings such as this. Minerals, good quality food, supplementation, uh, these kind of things can really make it so we don't have the dental problems that we see so common today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more. Got an interview coming up in the next week. Stay tuned.